Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 191 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I am your other host, Andy. Welcome back to What a Beautiful Podcast, a show on the internet about comic books. How's it going, Jack? It's going it's going good over here, Andy. And I know I I can see the question that's on your lips. I can <laughs> It's see the question it. on everybody's lips, Jack. Yes, and <laughs> are you going to are you going to go in, are, are you going to do it? Are you going to say it? Do you need me to announce it? Do you need me to I say it? I think I question? need you to announce it cuz it's basically a new segment these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I guess it's time for another edition of Is Jack Still Playing Neo 2? Yes. <laughs> yes, he's still playing Neo 2, ladies and gentlemen. And see, the reason for that this week, everybody, is because the Pokemon DLC came out. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, yeah. you, you were stolen away from your love for a bit. Yeah, I, I was like... Uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta play this. I gotta see the new guys. I gotta. It's not. It's not you. It's samurai. me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm seeing other. I'm seeing other samurai right now. And uh, and now like Ghost of Tsushima stuff is coming out, and I'm just looking at that, and I'm just getting tired. <laughs> I'm so exhausted of samurais right now. <laughs> like I could go. A full calendar year without being reminded of the concept of samurai, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm gonna go back to using like the wrong plurals. Like, oh yeah, all these samurais over here. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I like saying samurais. <laughs> oh. Um, so, so what are you? What part are you in now? Like, what's happening in the game? Uh, well, there was a time skip. It's ten years in the future. Wait, a time like, skip now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say that no so nonchalant. You've been playing this game for, like, how many weeks now? And they're like, alright, so there was a time skip. <laughs> yeah, because my character died now. But they went into, like, purgatory. But then they came back to life because they're half-ghost. Um, and then it's ten years in the future... And your the character that was your friend has turned evil because he's possessed by a demon, um, and you have to go kill him, and you have to do that by uh, doing a lot of combat. Oh my <laughs> a god! A lot of combat. I'm gonna get there though, and the day is coming soon where the answer to the question will be no. Okay. So I guess. On that note, we'll check back in with Jack next week to see if he's still playing Neo 2. I'm going to say... opening a box. If I'm going to put my money down on it, I'm going to say he's still going to be playing Neo 2 next week. Man, just fucking watch me. I'm going to get, like, a quad shot espresso, like, pour it into my veins and just go go nuts for 20 hours. <laughs> I'm going to see the code. I'm going to become Neo. I'm going to become one of the two kings because that's what Neo stands for. Okay. It's two kings. And I'm going to absolutely destroy that game. Alright. Big words from Big Jack. <sighs> Don't patronize me. A very tired <laughs> Big Jack. <laughs> Don't fucking Samurais. Remember, guys, play games to have fun. Don't be like Jack. Don't torture. I'm still having fun. Don't torture yourself. That's the fuck thing. I love it. The game's really good. It just needed to end. Needed to end. What about you, Andy? Uh, when it comes to the video games, I've been experimenting this week. Oh yeah. Trying to find out the next game I'm going to be playing is because I finished. I finished Persona Four. And I mm-hmm. just like absolutely craved more Mega Ten content, so I've been kind of, I've been kind of digging through the archives a little oh, bit. Oh God, there's to, some shit in there. Trying to pick it out, so I started by making my like third attempt 
at playing the original SMT. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, SMT 1? Yeah. Oh, dude. So, suffice to say, I gave up, but I got, like, yeah. five hours into it before I gave up. No guide. Five more hours than I've ever gotten. No nothing. And, like, my thing about that game is that it's really fucking cool, and, like, the vibe is really interesting, and I like the plot. I, mm-hmm. I like so many things about it, but, like, actually playing the video game oh, is, like, shit. kind of fucking miserable. Which, like, I, I've been trying to figure out why, because in so many ways, it feels so cutting edge compared to other JRPGs at the time. But then, mm-hmm. at the same time, it also feels so fucking archaic. It's like, it's like every other JRPG was like, oh, you see Dragon Quest? This is, this is the one we should be like. And then SMT was like, nah, you see that old-ass uh, mainframe PC game, Wizardry? We're gonna be mm, like that. We're gonna one. be like that one. So, yeah. You like first-person dungeon crawling? I hope you do because it's what we're gonna do for the next two decades. And all the walls look the same, and it honestly makes my head hurt. Like playing it for too long, like trying getting lost in those dungeons, it makes my fucking head hurt because I'm just like looking at the same thing over and over again, and the encounter rate is so high. It's mm-hmm. ridiculously high. Yeah, you like, need a guide to play those games. And it and it sucks though, because when you with a, for, when you use a guide for a game like that, it's like move a couple spaces, look at the guide. Move a couple spaces, look at the guide. At that point, it's just not even worth it anymore. Yeah, it because like the really the only parallel I can draw to it is uh, Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk, because that's the one first person dungeon crawler that like I sunk so much time into, and Strange Journey, but like that's still SMT. Um, yeah, like, like there has to be varied environments. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, trying to figure it out. Because I think the reason why something like Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger holds up so well and this game doesn't is a big part of it is is I feel like those games were kind of the template that like every other JRP every JRPG in 2020 mm. pro- has more design lineage going back to Final Fantasy VI than it does to a game like Shin Megami Tensei. So even if it even if a game like F six is still like old, it doesn't feel as old, you know? Like all the handheld RPGs on like Game Boy Advance that I grew up with, like that all feels more like something that Square was making and not anywhere near something like SMT. So it's like a totally it's like learning a new language, kinda. Oh yeah. Like you boot up the first SMT and it's like oh, the people that made this game had a very different idea of what a game could be. Yeah, like, than... you have to decide all the party members' stats up front, and, mm-hmm. like, they don't tell you anything. Like, mm. like mm. they don't tell you that the main character can't learn magic, but they let you dump points into magic regardless. Sure will. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if that's not, like, a statement of intent, right up front i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know what is like that's a great microcosm about the hell that whole game is can't use magic but they won't tell you that so you could accidentally fuck your character build from minute one minute one you ruined your whole save file like <laughs> what what other ones did you experiment with okay so after i finished after i decided i wanted to move on from that i tried uh the psp port of persona one which I oh. actually I had a much better time with that. I played a few hours of that and I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was like it, it's very quick to get going. Like the mm-hmm. characters are pretty are are aren't as nearly as like fleshed out as the later games, you know, because of they got yeah, better it's over the time. First one. Yeah, but for what they are, it's pretty entertaining and the soundtrack for that PSP remake is fucking fire, dude. Absolute fire. Like, same team that did the P3, 4, and 5 music, but it's, like, a bit more, like, low-key, and it's really good. And really my only complaint with it is the battle system is, uh... Oh, was, wasn't quite there yet? Because it, it has this weird grid system, so, like, your characters have to be standing in the right spots, or they can't hit anything. Like that, oh, yeah, okay. They ditched that in Persona 2, because I've played a lot of Persona 2, and they, they didn't have that in that one, so they knew that was a bad idea almost immediately. But, like, the doing the first-person dungeons in that game versus mm-hmm. original SMT, it's like night and day, because having the 3D-rendered dungeons, like, changes everything. 
it's like oh definitely significantly yeah, yeah. better that part doesn't bother me so much and uh overall it's a lot snappier and i thought the like the story was pretty interesting so far i haven't played enough of it to really get a good idea but uh i liked that one quite a bit and then i already and then after i played some of that i tried one more which is the one i wanted i decided i want to stick with going forward you're gonna be proud of me jack oh i'm playing strange journey <laughs> oh are you playing strange journey are I've you had, doing strange journey deep yeah i've had that the copy of the 3ds one sitting on my shelf you know pretty much since it came out and i never really got around to it but i'm doing it mm. now i'm doing it i'm playing strange what do you journey. think <laughs> what do you think i like it a lot so far it is it's kind of like original smt but a lot more forgiving and a lot yes. more friendly to you like it tells you it explains everything to you uh no fucking magnetite or whatever that is hate that oh yeah that the hate that resource you had to use the, yeah like, like you yeah. couldn't have your whole party out all the time ridiculous yeah you needed to spend <laughs> like the magnetite to summon them yeah so there's none of that it's uh i mean you know the demon negotiations are still on hard mode so it's not like persona 5 where those are like mm. you baby need shit. to you yeah. need to like figure it out. Yeah, so the negotiations are still hard, and it it's it's not easy, but I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. I'm in the I'm in like the second, like I went down the floor into like the burning city dungeon. Oh, you're at boots. Yeah, I got to the first boss. I got to the boss there, the like uh, goat head guy, and he kicked my ass. So I need to do some mm. grinding. But uh, yeah, that that game encourages you to grind. Yeah. Like, oh, another rambling another problem with persona one that really turned me off was you have to mm. when i realized that you have to fuse personas for your whole party i started to sweat oh that sounds like it sucks yeah you have to grind to fuse personas for the entire party in that game so Ooh. i was like oh, yeah, that's, that a, that's a smart sucks. decision that they uh took out <laughs> yeah that is not my favorite thing <laughs> But yeah, but I'm going to stick with Strange Journey. I'm probably going to go back to Persona 1 uh, if I ever finish this one. I'll go back to Persona 1 because I did like what I played of it so far. So yeah, I, I just I felt the need to dig into Because there's a lot of those SMT games I always wanted to play but never got around to doing it. So There's good stuff in there. Yeah. Like if you ever feel like doing an old, an old SMT, like do SMT 2. Because that one, they kind of iron out a lot of the stuff and the story was, story was a bit more fleshed out there's a lot more going on and i feel like it's a bit easier to yeah to i'll have to give it, it a shot i wasn't sure if it would make any sense going jumping right into two but i guess it doesn't really matter yes, all that much it, it, it would be fine like okay two two from what i remember the beginning of it like is friendly to like just starting out because it's kind of like a whole different thing yeah i mean uh, and the plot of the first one i mean it's interesting but it's not really a whole lot to write home about because it's just kind of no. like it's like the writers were trying to figure out how they were going to dump the whole demon invasion thing on you. So, mm -hmm. 15 minutes into the game, you're walking around the mall. You turn around and you see a guy. And, oh, demon ripped his throat out. Demons are invading Japan. That's... Demon. <laughs> Is Steven at the beginning of that game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you, you know, like the, one of the first things that happens in that game is your character wakes up and you get an email saying, Hi, download the demon summoning program. <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Steven is still in these games like to this day is hilarious to me. Dude's uh, popping around the uh, Mala network like he has nothing better to do. <laughs> oh, God. If you ever want to lose your mind a bit, uh, take a look at a uh, SMT chronology. Oh, I've seen it. I actually, yeah. you know... I think it's kind of interesting how they have that all laid out. Well, I, it's, I, I it's at interesting. Least, it's just whew. yeah. I at least buy into the whole uh, SMT. If is the timeline where the apocalypse didn't happen, and all of the non-apocalypse related SMT games follow in that chronology, and then all the ones that take place in the bad timeline follow SMT two, kind of. Mm -hmm. That's like and the most simple like... way I've seen it explained different timelines split off of four it's, yeah it's pretty crazy and then, but, SM, and then nocturne is like who the fuck knows <laughs> nocturne is like the spider webs of like uh, mm, ah, ooh, ooh. true true end nocturne or like demon end nocturne is that's that's a whole nother point on that map oh yeah, yeah. and you know speaking of the, the alignment stuff 
SMT1, uh, the alignment system just doesn't work. Because, like, you absolutely need to use a guide to align mm -hmm. properly or you just get fucked. Because, yeah. like, you, you can't just play that game making your own decisions because you're not going to... Because of the way, like, the demon alignments work and all the little things. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you think you're doing the right thing based on the, like, story decisions you make, you're still not going to get the alignment you want. Because you have mm. to do everything right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a mess. But it's also interesting to me. And I, and I want something a little bit more challenging than some of the games I've been playing recently. But not too much oh. more. Not too much more. Okay, okay. But some, we'll see. Some we'll, we'll check back in with Andy and his uh, SMT journey. Yeah. I had a little bit too easy of a time with Persona 4, so... <laughs> I was like, I kind of want something that's going to kind of kick my ass a little bit. Not too much. Not too not much. Not too Don't much. Don't the heat too much. Yeah. Well, anyway. Now, yeah, yeah, after we, that diatribe. We rambled a little bit because the two chapters we're reading today are a little bit shorter than normal. Yep. Because, um, weirdly, the same number of pages, uh, Steel Ball Run Chapter 52, Wrecking Ball Part 2, is 37 pages, and New Jajolian, that literally came out four hours after we recorded last week's episode, um, is 37 uh, we kept pages. We kept putting off recording last week to catch Dijolian as it dropped, and we eventually gave up, like, Thursday, because we were like, alright, yep. we need to get, we just need to get this done. And literally, yeah, what, two, two hours later, it just came out. Like, yeah, that makes fools of us all. Like, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta just stick to the 18th of the month. Yeah. Like, when is the next, when is the 18th? Um, oh, that'll work. It's a Saturday next week. Alright, cool. Easy. Um, but yeah, Wrecking Ball Part 2, we were introduced to <laughs> the Waluigi and Wario. Oh, you like that? Ball. I like that one a lot because I... it's extremely accurate. And Magenta Magenta <laughs> is so awful and is definitely Waluigi. <laughs> and that came to me in a dream when I was uploading the episode. I was like, oh my god, this is, this is what it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the chapter starts out with not either of our duos... But a flashback with Gyro. Mm. Mm, okay, <laughs> he's doing some doctoring. Yeah, we get. I think this is the first time we get to see the steel balls being used in surgery. Um, like actually, like spinning and stuff, right? Yeah, I think Something. so. Well, he, yeah, he was a, using it on that uh, that uh, that girl to make her really old. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird. And then made her really hot. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Anyway. What happened? It was an accident. She fell down some steps while she was working. She has a large bruise on her head and her left shoulder is broken. A lady is brought into a very fancy ER for the Kingdom of Naples in the year eighteen, who cares? <laughs> um bleeding from the eye, she's in bad shape. Uh, she looks a little bit familiar, and Gyro is spinning a ball on her back. Oh. And then, what is, so what's happening on this page? <laughs> okay, so using the steel ball, uh, the reverberations of the spin are letting them see her nerves in her skull uh, in a dish of water held under her head. And we see that her optical nerve is severed. Ugh. Gyro. This is, I'm voicing a nurse, by the way. This is not a named character. Yeah. Gyro, what are you thinking? Don't think about extraneous things. Just focus on the treatment at hand. Oh, no, this is his mom. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You jumped the gun there, Jack. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Mother... Where's father? He's in Firenze. Even if we call him now, it'll take at least three days for him to return. I've met this woman before. She was one of father's patients. Her optic nerve. The nerve in the back of her eye is damaged. Talk to your father about that. This woman, apparently her vision was impaired. That might be why she had this accident in the first place. But all that aside, as for her current injuries, are they serious? No, they're not a problem. She won't die from them. Then your father would have this to say. If we can save her life, then we should be thankful for it. Don't overstep your boundaries. And we get to see that 
She has. Oh no, no I'm sorry. I thought this was oh. Jaro's mom. <laughs> I, I did had too. The little... <laughs> I'm like, right? oh yeah. I, I thought because <laughs> the way the speech bubbles are, I my brain just didn't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like I looked at the top of the page and I was like, wait a second, <laughs> who's talking here? Because Jaro's face is more than a little feminine in some shots. Yeah. And I thought, oh, his mom has green lipstick? Oh, his mom has these weird beard things? Is that a Zapelli thing? <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking the same thing. Like, I didn't even question it. I'm like, oh, she, they all just have the beard yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, weird <laughs> weird family. It's fine. They're Wouldn't be the weirdest thing. Doctors. No, no, no. Would no. not be the weirdest thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Father do something about her eyes? Look, this portion here, this portion of the optic nerve, it's definitely a hard wound to mend. But using the rotation of the steel ball, we could operate on her, and we might be able to get her vision back. If that rotation is precise, we can use that rotation to turn this needle and sew the severed nerve back together. Then, the light in this woman's eyes will be restored. Yeah, we get a little bit uh, of this spin drill needle, and it's literally a steel ball held against, like, a needle. And that, that's what they would use to do the surgery. Whatever okay. works. <laughs> Gyro, I don't have much medical expertise, nor do I have the ability to use the steel balls. But let me tell you this. This woman's visual impairment is unrelated to what we have to do now. Right now, all you should do is fix the injuries from her accident. Gyro is not pleased. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't see anyone waiting outside in the hall. Does this patient have a family? No one came. She has no one. I've heard that her brother, a formal imperial guard, was killed in a duel regarding her divorce problems. She was brought here, but it's taboo for anyone to take care of her. Former imperial guard. And Gyro gets that look in his eyes where he starts thinking about rectangles Uh. and looks outside (laughs) and is like, By the power of geometry, I will fix this woman's eyes. She's a taboo, Gyro. Don't step out of line concerning this woman. Oh, God, here we go with this again. <laughs> yeah. Which side will the ball fall on after hitting the net? But, but that doesn't apply to this woman. If we don't do anything, she'll be left floating in the darkness. The ball won't fall on either side. Gyro pulls out a ball from... I guess this is like a sterilization bay over here. They're being, like, steam-heated. Mm-hmm. Grabs a ball... Uh, cleans it off, starts spinning it, and then we cut back to horse time. Uh-huh. Mmm. What happened here? Because, yeah, this, this was Wakapipo's sister, who was blinded by her awful husband that uh, Wakapipo killed. Yep. And if uh, anyone remembers, the boys got hit with Wakapipo's attack, and half of their body just dissolved. On their and left Gyro side. is not really too concerned. <laughs> no, Gyro's fine with this. Uh, J- Johnny, on the other hand, the, this, what the, what is this, Gyro? Half of your bodies, and my left half too. Calm down, Johnny. Don't panic. His name. He used to be an Imperial Guard in my country, Wekapipo. This is left half Ataxia. Got it. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. If his steel ball had actually hit us straight on, it would have killed killed us, but the shockwave from the throw affects us too. His technique is different from the Zeppeli families. It's an ability that was created for the specific purpose of guarding the Imperial family. It's called Wrecking Ball. Left half? What? What did you say about my left side? Left. You can't see things that are on the left side of your body. Because of the shockwave, everything... Lo- oh, okay. Their body didn't mm-hmm. actually get slorped. They just no, can't no, no, no. see. Correct. Okay. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of the shockwave, everything looks like their left side is missing. That's his ability. But your left arm and left leg are still there. You could be looking directly at them, but your brain doesn't register it. That's what the ability does. That, that's impossible. Look, I can't even touch it. Even if I look for my left arm with my right, I can't find it. It's not there. That's what he made you think. Even if you're not touching it, your brain thinks that it's not there anyway. Listen, stay calm. The effects of the shockwave only last a few seconds. Everything will be back to normal soon. 
the bigger problem is that other guy who was on the sled. He, move, he moved over to our left side. We can't seize him since he's already moved over to the lost left half. The other guy should be close by. Huh? This is my country's Imperial Guard's offensive strategy. And Johnny's looking out to the horizon, and literally everything on his left side is gone. He, even the mountains look like they're missing a half. The left side of the mountain, it's gone. Is the other one really coming our way? There's no sound of hooves or a sled dragging on the ground. I can't hear anything. Listen, Johnny, right now we can't perceive anything on our left side, so give up. So you just keep looking to your right. You can see your right side, right? <laughs> right side, right? Right? Mm -hmm. right? Right side left. <laughs> if you keep looking to your right and keep turning your head that way, what happens? You make a full turn. That's what. Keep on looking to your right. You'll find the other guy. The right, Johnny. The right. The right. And, <laughs> and Johnny keeps looking to his right, sees the horses pulling an empty sled. Ah! And who's that but Magenta Magenta holding a sawed-off shotgun about to dome Gyro. <laughs> gyro! And fires off some uh, infinity nail bullets, right? Yeah, because yeah. that's where we're at here. Fires some infinity nail bullets into Magenta Magenta, uh, who fires off the shotgun, hits the snow where the boys are, and I think that's a little bit of blood, so that probably hits some pellets. Yeah. And now, we get to see Magenta Magenta's stand ability. Uh, it looks like a weird bug that swallows Magenta Magenta. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. The son of the Zeppelin man. So you did know, Gyro Zeppeli, about my identity, about my ability, about Wrecking Ball. And Magenta Magenta is unharmed by Johnny's uh, heart-seeking bullets, and just, they flow out of him onto the ground. And the uh, the effect of the shockwave is wearing off, so now Jairo realizes that his, his uh, left arm got loaded full of uh, shotgun pellets. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> but he uses his right hand to throw the steel ball with all of his might at the still-prone Magenta Magenta and his stand. Mm. What does it do, Andy? What does it do here? What does that ball do to Magenta Magenta? Uh, it hits his face a little bit, but it seems to just kind of bounce right off. Yeah, it just bounces off uh, the spin. Not even the ball, like the spin, like, melts off of Magenta Magenta and just, like, whizzes away into the snow. Mm-hmm. Did you do it, Gyro? That guy on the left, did you kill him? He's not moving. But it seems like the impact of the hit is moving away from him and traveling across the ice. It can't be. Did he guard against it? It doesn't look like my nail bullets or the steel ball did any damage. Uh, and just fires a direct hit on a Magenta Magenta. Which is a fun name to say, now that I've said it like eight <laughs> times in a row. Um, and the kinetic force of that nail shot just gets dispersed into the snow. There it goes. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 hey! The nail bullets are moving away from the target. Definitely seems like the force of the impact is being scattered away from him. Wake up, gets off his horse. Gyro, do you know those two? I only know the guy on the right, Wake Peepo, but I've only heard about him. Johnny, he's gonna throw his steel ball again. Get ready for the next blow. Remember his ability. If the satellites on his steel balls hit us, the shockwave from the throw gives us left half ataxia. If our left sides disappear again because of the satellites, their strategy is to use that guy to move in and attack us. He's gonna shoot us from the side, huh? Oh, Johnny's eating his herbs. And his nails are regrowing. Mm -hmm. There we go. It takes my nails a few seconds to grow back, even if I eat the herbs. But what do these guys want? I don't understand why they'd be attacking us here and now. The ice could break from us, from under us at any moment. They don't. They know that we don't have any coarse parts. Even if we were here to get rid of us, they should be doing it after we find another part. What is? is Johnny... Oh, this is this is the map for the uh, the two legs oh, okay. um, from Johnny's corpse hand. It could be that Wekapipo 
knows where the legs are. He might have already found out where the next corpse part is before us. Maybe they found out when they found us here. If so, they'd, get, they'd try to get rid of us first. That, that's impossible. Only the backbone has the map to the next part. Hotpants has the backbone now. There's no way he can know where the part is. Wake-a-peepo surveys this whole scene. Magenta Magenta stanced up. Uh, we get this weird coyote again, just like hanging around Gyro and Johnny. When the last of the eleven men managed to return the right arm and the ears after taking them from Johnny Joestar, he said, When I received the arm and the ears, it was only for a second, but a map appeared on the ground by Johnny Joestar's feet. It was a rough map, but it showed the Mackinac Straits. Also, along with the map for a brief moment, there was also an image of an animal in the snow, too. I definitely saw it. The animal. Once I took the arm and the ears, it immediately disappeared. So, Johnny's not seeing that there is actually a wolf uh, in part of this map because he doesn't have all of the corpse parts anymore. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mmm. Here's a Valentine in Wikipedia's head. Mm-hmm. Listen, Wikipedia. Just because it's a corpse, there is no guarantee that it will be hidden beneath the ground. It might be moving on its own. It might have combined with an organism or even some sand. Follow Johnny Joestar and Gyro Zeppelin and observe them. The corpse chooses the stand user, after all. God, I hate looking at this coyote. But I guess the corpse parts are inside this coyote. Maybe mm-hmm. the coyote's a stand user. <laughs> God, maybe. That wolf again. It does not seem to be after the horses. But it has been following us. It has been following those two since last night. Though they do not understand its significance, I know for sure. Gyro, it looks like my nails have grown back, but... Well, as for my nail bullets' rotations, I always use our horses' manes as a reference to spin them, or sometimes twigs and leaves, and if they're close enough, birds' wings. I'm talking about the golden rotation. If I had spun my nails more accurately, they might have hit the other guy faster, but I couldn't do it. How are you doing it? How are we supposed to use the golden ratio here? Wake of Peepo advances. Johnny, uh, the golden ratio is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere! Yeah, looking from Gyro's standpoint, uh, we see golden rectangles in Johnny's eyes and Gyro's hand. I'm talking about the golden rectangle. I don't know what to do. We're already too far away from the trees on the other side of the bank. There are no plants. What am I supposed to use as a reference to spin my nail bullets? Gyro! He went for the next throw! The next one's coming our way! And Wakapipo has thrown both of his wrecking balls. He threw two of them! There are two coming our way! And Gyro throws both of his steel balls as well, impacting the wrecking balls. And, okay. Wrecking balls are not stopped at all by this. Mm-hmm. The... They were deflected? It can't be. Gyro's steel balls? What the Zeppeli family seeks, they gain from the golden rectangle. Their infinite rotation. It is born from a close observation of life and the power of nature. That is how one would pay respect to their steel balls. But this is a world of ice. Where would they be able to find that golden scale? So, Wakapipo specifically fought them on a frozen lake so that uh, Gyro wouldn't have any way to use the golden rectangle. Yeah, I guess they, they need some reference point to really under, to match it with their movements or something like that. However, Pretty that sneaky. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was a quick one. Yeah, just a little, like, little teaser. Also, re- reading this, Without looking, when was the last time we saw Dio on screen? I think the last time we saw Dio is when he was uh, fraternizing with Soundman. I think. Wasn't that like third stage goal Cannon City? Or like Catch the Rainbow? Right? Maybe. Or maybe we saw him after that. I don't remember. No, it was definitely sometime during a silent way. 
right? I didn't think so, because, like, the only person we saw was, like, that guy that they sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Dot Han? Was that how Dot Han ate shit? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, well, I would have to go back and look, but I was just thinking, like, haven't seen Dio in a while. What's he up to? He'll be back. He'll, He'll be yeah, back. Yeah, what's Dio's story? <laughs> yeah, it might be in a silent way part one. Yeah. Um, but we have New Jojolian to talk about, and it's yeah. exciting. We're going to be in Wrecking Ball for a while. It's four parts, so we got uh, we got two more parts there, and then a bunch of other stuff. We uh, Going to the chapter list, it seems like we're almost on our way out of here, but this is... Uh, a lot of stuff still has to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to spend like a month talking about Civil War. Because I still don't know how that thing works. D4C is going to take us half a year just to do D4C. <laughs> yeah, There is bit. so much going on in each one of those chapters. We might, It might take us multiple hours per chapter. <laughs> we might be like making a TED Talk for each D4C chapter. Just to help follow the stuff that happens in it because it's absolute nonsense but you'll see what we're talking about yeah you'll see what we're talking about but anyway Jojolian uh chapter 98 endless calamity part four first thing i want to talk about is how much i love this cover page oh yeah how it it's an homage to a led zeppelin album oh that's what this is yeah which which album uh i can't remember let me let me just give, give me one second i can't remember the name of the album i just recognize the font like, this is definitely uh, a reference to some Led Zeppelin album. Coda. Oh, Coda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a sick-looking album cover. Uh-huh. And it's a really cool cover page, too. Yep. So I thought mm. that was really neat. A lot of yeah. overt music references happening recently. Yeah, just up front. Like, Rocky, Rocky's ready to finish up. And he's not shy about, like, just throwing, like, ah, whatever. It's and there's definitely something to be said about the separation on here, where we have uh, Mamazuka and Yasuho and their stands on one side, and Yosuke, uh, Josuke and Toru on the other side. I think there's something something there, but we'll... Engage uh, we'll, the enemy. Yeah, we'll dig through this chapter, and we'll talk about what happens after, because uh, I'm just going to say it up front that I was right. And I'll explain what I was right about, but you, mm-hmm. might, remember, you no, might already you right. remember, Jack. I was right. Yeah, yeah you were right. You had it. <laughs> yep. Um, I, and I second-guessed myself, too. I questioned my gut on that one. But <laughs> Yeah, it's it it's simpler than it appeared. Yep. The, which, you but know, it does raise some questions. It does it, raise well, some questions. Is it simpler than it appeared, or did we all just overthink it? It's hard to say. That, we that's wanted my... it to be more complicated than it was. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, Mama Zuka's back, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, Mama Zuka is being pursued by the head doctor because they are the both tables trying, have turned. Yeah, they're both trying to get to Josuke, who's just perched up in the uh, trashed lab of Wu Tomaki. He's finally pursuing, is the intro line. Mm-hmm. And He's... the head doc, the head doctor's moving very strangely. Yeah, all of these panels is, like, specifically showing him moving like a fucking freak. Yeah, he twitches and, like, contorts himself. And then he walks into a pillar in the hospital lobby and becomes the pillar. Like he was doing in the Higashikata house. Mm. There's a mm. few pages here of just uh, Mamazuka trying to understand what's happening here. And he turns around and the head doctor's just riding the escalator. Yeah. He's he's heading towards the same place as me. Wu Tomaki's lab. The place where Josuke is waiting. I can't let him get there first. Damn it. Runs up the stairs. I'm pretty sure the same stairs that they almost got killed on. Uh, Mamazuka ass shot, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jump truck <That>. ass. <laughs> Dump truck looking ass. Uh, gets uh, to the floor the head doctor's on. Just as the head doctor uh, schlorps himself into a uh, office wall, and we finally see what's what's happening with this, because yep. this is where his face disappears. It's revealed that that weird stand we saw like last year was the head doctor all along. Yeah, it's the same. We got stand face, everybody. We got and stand. It, we got face. stand face, and it immediately I started thinking that. 
it must take a lot of uh, quote unquote stand energy to maintain the facade of the head doctor because this it seems so focused on finding Josuke that it can't even keep that up. Like it's just desperately tracking Josuke. Yeah. And so its face melts away. I'm I feel like we're gonna get some exposition about why it does this, so Yeah. Uh, but Mamazuka rushes into the Wu Tomaki's lab, seeing Josuke Rockver just perched up. Damn it! Oh, right. Josuke, mm-hmm. what are you doing just sitting there? He'll be in this lab at any second. Josuke is still sitting in the same chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still sitting in the same chair. He's been in this chair for half a year? Yeah. Okay. Making sure. Uh, I voice Toru, unfortunately, right? Yes, you, you are Toru. Okay, because now Tor- Toru has been revealed to be watching Yasuho struggle and drown and get broken apart all this time, and he's not doing anything about it. And he... He's the enemy here. <clears throat> The right path, even if walked on by a saint who makes no mistakes, it is unavoidable that bad things will sometimes occur. That is calamity. Finally. Guess I'll go get it. Never imagined that Higashikata Jobin was the one who had it. Right now, the new Rakakaka is on the other side of the door in the back of the garage. Uh, says all this very calmly, watching Yasuho bleed out on the ground. Yep. Back to Josuke and Bean Man. <clears throat> Mamazuka-san, you came? Wait, Josuke, you don't mean to tell me you influenced him to come here, do you? You do understand how his stand works. It's coming right now. The head doctor himself is the stand. It's the same thing as the stand that was following us since back in the Lamborghini. Yeah, remember the time that they were in the Lamborghini stuck on a tree? Oh, that was so <laughs> funny. They were just eating snacks in a Lamborghini in the tree. <laughs> And we still don't even have a lead for who the main body is. It's an automatic tracking attack stand. I got help from Holly-san again just a little while ago. She risked her own life to save mine. From his perspective, the fact that I'm alive right now means he'll go to finish her off too as soon as he gets the chance. Our only choice is to beat him here. I understand that stand ability and its goal. I'm going to kill the stand directly. And there's a way to do it. That's interesting, because usually uh, JoJo protagonists will be like, we have to find the user, we have to find the user. Josuke's nope. like, I'm just going to mulch this stand. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to murder this stand, and it's going to be awesome. Speaking of which, here comes the stand, and the yeah, head doctor's close. Really cool shots of him coming out of the wall. Yeah, slurp, slurp, slurp. Here he comes. Everything in this world, all things under heaven and earth, and the connections between them. None of them will be on your side. If you move just an inch from that chair, an all-out, atta- an all-out attack of a power called Disaster will be coming for you. Uh, see, Mamazuka, what you're not realizing is uh, Josuke's not going to get out of that chair. <laughs> no, Josuke's not going to move. Um, he lifts his finger, and a single soap bubble pops out of it. I have these soap bubbles. I have soft and wet that exists under heaven and earth. Supple and moist, they spin. That's a weird line. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> Supple and moist, they spin. <laughs> and as for things being on my side, Mamazuka-san, you made it. You're here. And while she's somewhere else, my ally Yasuho is out there, too. If only you knew. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> Yasuho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help. There's a way to beat him. Ah, I love this page. Yeah, he dedicated this is, this is he dedicated so cool. an entire page just to show how imposing this thing is. Yeah, it's it. I can't really describe it any better than like robotic stand face, but it's wearing like the head doctor's bowler hat and. I mean, scarf. it looks like it looks like the the hand going out for a Sunday drive. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> and notice that the eyes are the same as like the buttons on the coat. Yep. Neat see touch. That? Yeah, I see that. Neat touch. Yeah. Yeah, so the head doctor slurped through the wall. 
uh, Josuke sent out a bunch of soap bubbles, and the stand, stand slash head doctor, we're gonna go wibbly-wobbly on that, seems surprised and apprehensive about touching the floor. And we cut back to Toru. Oh, something seems odd in that lab. It's that Higashikata Josuke guy. Toru can uh, see what's going on in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Ah, I wonder. Anyway, Yasuo's dying. <laughs> yeah, she's... Yasuo's been dying for a year! <laughs> Fucking year! Yasuo's been in trouble. But she oh. has lines this time. Yep. Someone was in those shrubs a second ago. They're, they're here now. Toru-kun? Are you there? It's not Toru-kun. <laughs> no, it's Joshu. Oh, he's here. He's here. And he's holding the Rakakaka uh, covered in blood because his big bro Jobin just ate shit. Something. Oh, wow. I haven't had to voice Joshu in a long time. Yeah. Ugh. Something terrible just happened inside. Everything's gotten so fucked up. Oh, I knew you'd come here, Yasuo-chan. I'm gonna help you. Ugh. For your back. consideration, Jack as Joshu, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, he, I think that was a good try. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the head doctor is floating in the middle of the wall into Wu Tomaki's lab. Um, huh. Who who voiced him? Uh I can voice him. Yeah, vo- voice him. Give me your give me your stand fate. Give me your stand voice. <clears throat> well, it's not it's not gonna sound like a stand. He's gonna sound like an old man. Cause he has the old man face again. Hmm. <laughs> So, which will which will be the first to pursue me? Those soap bubbles? You, Higashikata Josuke? Or will it be you, Mama Zukurai? Or will it perhaps be all of the above at once? It seems you've already reasoned that pursuing me leads to disaster, and that you want me to be the one to pursue you. But something, something is odd. There's a strange air about this room. Higashikata Josuke. I wonder, should I set foot on the floor of this lab where you've been waiting for me? Oh, what to do? That's what I'm thinking right now. But there may be something that I don't want to be stepping on. The point where those on a long journey are likely to most likely be met with an accident is just before returning home. This long-running journey is over. I have obtained the new Rakakaka, and both of you and I will soon return home. Sweats, sweats, sweats. The head doctor pulls out... It's kind of like a... Like a wooden mat made of popsicle sticks. And out from the sides of this mat uh, are very spiky-looking legs. So let us be cautious of a calamity occurring just before returning home. Both you and I. Josuke! And he slams down the mat, and the, the whole thing skitters into the floor, morphs a, as part of the tile. Did you see that? It's a living creature. He just released some kind of creature into the floor. Correct! We're all done realizing it's a living creature, especially without having touched it to make sure that you're going to be touching it very soon. Alright. What? Just like, the the way, uh, like, old man face is gone and it's just stand face with no mouth. I hate yeah. this. <laughs> I don't like when stands talk that don't have mouths. Mm-hmm. It's... It's there. It's flattened and melded with the floor, and it's coming towards us. 
out of the floor constructs an erector set of popsicle sticks and weird legs um, that menaces like towards Josuke like it's this is a hard thing to explain because he went like high concept with this yeah it's, it's like it's like a bug but it's also a crane yeah it's like <laughs> what if a bug on? was an erector set but it was all connected and also had like weird spiky legs and like a chainsaw pulley thing i don't know i don't know what is that what are those movements it and tries to fling some of the popsicles at Josuke. <laughs> yeah, to like get him to move so you can be interpreted as like a pursuit towards the head doctor. But Josuke uh, doesn't rise to it and just attacks the popsicle sticks with soft and wet with the first aura, aura, aura that we've seen in a long time. Soft and wet just looks like it's spacing out on yeah. this page. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. He didn't punch it directly. He just used a lot of soap bubbles to surround it. It's nice to see Josuke in a stand fight for the first yeah. time in, like, how long? <laughs> a long time. A long time. Yeah. And this causes the popsicle sticks to collapse back into the floor uh, and skitter around a little bit. It's melded with the floor again. What was that move? And there was only one of them? Ugh. Josuke has been wounded by this. Yep. Huh. I told you, did I not? You were correct in saying it was a living creature. Looks like you found that out firsthand now. It's carnivorous, you know. There are quite a lot of undiscovered insects to be found in nature. And Josuke, that action you just took is what one would call a pursuit. Do you by chance intend to pursue again? Perhaps me as well? First, you will have to deal with this lone rock insect. Do, 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 de, da, da, da. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> do, 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 de, da, da, da. Before you can go home, why don't you take a look at what you can see if you get up from that chair? Hmm. You've been trying to bring us out into the open like that the whole time. The disaster has been attacks to get us out in the open. If that's your aim, then where are the branch and fruit of the new Rakakaka? If you currently already have the new Rakakaka, that should be enough, right? Stan doesn't say anything. Oh, was that a difficult question for you to answer? So, so why so quiet all of a sudden? Is it perhaps that you haven't gotten your hands on it yet. To be continued. And now they probe each other's intentions. Alright, so guess who was right about the head doctor being the stand all along? It, it was, was Andy. Andy. Yep, so the big thing to take away from that is that this stand is the most sentient and intelligent stand we've ever seen. And also Easily. the most corporeal stand we've ever seen. This yeah, thing that's, interacts that's with my other problem people. With it. Yeah, that's my and problem with it. That, like, we saw it talking to other people, and we're under the assumption that, like, people could hear and see it. Yeah. Like, this stand is able to take, like, mortal form, basically. And it... Because he really voice. was... He really was the head doctor of this hospital. Like, so that all right. It begs so many questions. <laughs> Here, my big thing is, if it's a corporeal stand that's also a punch ghost, that breaks the stand rules, and I don't like that because it would be like the one that did it without some kind of like extended explanation. Um, well, we don't know if it's a punch ghost or not yet. We don't know if it actually has any uh, like battle power. Yeah, I'm just basing that on, like, its appearance when it doesn't yeah. isn't wearing a face. Um, also, what would be really funny is if Toru-kun wasn't a rock human, but he was manipulating all these other rock humans. 
Yeah, because that begs the question, because this doctor, he, because the, the sand, the, the appearance it takes on is a rock person, like, 100%, and he's got this rock insect, so, like, how does it, how do they connect? Like, there has to be some sort of connection there. Tora's gotta be a rock person. Like, if he's not, I don't know, because there was also that uh, interstitial chapter where Yasuho uh, had to fight, or, like, got terrorized by a rock insect like the hair clip thing yeah yeah like, yeah does toru have anything to do with that uh how long is this i been mean going you know on? we can't see any rocks on him but he could just be a really young rock person yeah blue lagoon uh sorry uh, D- uh dolomite dolomite um yeah. we saw him in a flashback as a young person he just looked like a guy uh yeah. yatsuya just looked like a guy a weird guy but just a guy so it's still totally possible that toru is a rock person and does not care about yasuho watched her writhe and die on the ground something that literally just popped into my head i'm really hoping we get some sort of connection between the rakakaka and the rock people given how the effects of the rakakaka is what the equivalent exchange is that some part of your body turns to stone i'm very curious to see how that relates if it does at all but i want to believe that it does yeah, the like the rock, the rock people were using the the old rock Akaka to make a lot of money, so yeah. they they knew about it. They might be from the same region, like in New Guinea. Like there could be some extended explanation about like what is the rock Akaka actually? Like it's a fruit, but also is it like a weird? Organism, like it might like a, it might have something to do with how the rock people came into existence in the first place is where my train of thought is going yeah and what about the bite marks <laughs> what about the bite marks and i'm, I'm yeah. over the walleyes thing at this point but the bite marks i'm not i'm not over that yet <laughs> yeah the bite marks we know that uh the person that just just saw in his like weird flashback that was jobin hundred percent because it looked the same as like young kid jobin yeah whether that means anything we'll find out mm-hmm. we'll find out but like yeah andy was right toro kun is the stand user here the head doctor is a stand being controlled by toro kun um seems to have some degree or like because we saw it just standing in a room facing the wall so, like, Toru has to concentrate on it to use it. Like, yeah. it's not fully automatic. Because notice that Toru Kuten's not really doing anything, and he can see clearly what's happening in the hospital. So I don't think it can be fully automatic. No. I definitely think... Because, all right, maybe... Because it is always possible that it's not actually sentient, but it is corporeal, and it's just projecting the will of Toru in a way. Like yeah, he like doing... he's sending directives but not commands. Yeah, so like it's semi sentient, but it really is more like uh, it's just kind of like his mind slave, in a way. Yeah, he's just like a set and forget kind of thing. Yeah, so like he can set it to do head doctor stuff and take the form of this old man that was either a real person at one point or he just imagined, oh, or God. or. Or, or, if Torakun is a is a rock person, that's what Torakun would look like as an old man. <laughs> hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's still still or, a lot of questions. That is Torakun, and he used the rockakaka to de-age himself. <laughs> oh God. All of, um, there's still so many questions, so we're not out of this anytime soon, ladies and gentlemen. We're in it. We're in it to win it, big time. <laughs> yeah, I, it, we don't have a hiatus. God willing, like we're gonna keep getting these chapters somehow, and answers will come sparingly, maybe. But like, we're in the home stretch. We're yep. in the home stretch. All right, well, I think on that, you could you can kind of play us out of here, Jack. I think that's a good spot. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for always for listening. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jojo underscore cast. We've got links to the SoundCloud where all of our episodes are posted. You can subscribe to our RSS feed to get our episodes directly into your podcast client, or you can search for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on every podcasting service. Uh, just check us out. Yeah. Why not? Please give us a little look. And <laughs> yeah, that'll do it for us this week. And we'll catch you next week, guys. All right. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Bye.